0: Thank you. Well, welcome back to another episode of The Tag as I am your host, Finn Ruse, 765 and I'm here to talk video games, talk all things in the tag universe, which includes
1: the Borderlands movie.
0: One day soon. Yes, one day <laughs> soon. One day soon. It will include that movie. I can't wait. We will get back to that sometime in the next 12 to 13 months or Whenever we get a trailer, I don't know. It's, Whenever it happens, that's
1: gonna be an episode. We're gonna do an emergency tagcast <laughs> episode when that trailer <laughs> drops, just so I can go off.
0: I will. I will fully be prepared for that. Um, yeah, so yeah, the voice you heard come in here was not only the man, the myth, the legend, it is Hoptimus Fett, who is uh, probably enjoying life right now, because, you know, he's getting his little Mandalorian vibes on on Wednesdays, and his Call of Duty, and his now his yeah, it's new diablo session.
1: So right I know,
0: I know, I know, I know, it's been a great time for video games, and it's only going to get busier and busier and busier as time goes on. But sir, how are things? How are you doing? Tell me a little bit about your week so far.
1: Uh, it's good. It's been I had a crazy weekend. I did a three hour jiu Jitsu seminar and then it was my wife's birthday celebration the next day and we went out to this really cool uh, cave here in uh, Southern Arizona. That's like well preserved. They do tours in there and it's like pretty cool. They bring you through, it's not quite an airlock, but it's like a moisture lock. So you got to walk through these like sub tunnels and they shut the doors behind you because when you go in the cave, because the desert is very dry and inside of this underground cave, the humidity is like insane. It's like 70 degrees and 100 something humidity in there. Holy uh, cow. So it's like, but it's cool. It's pretty neat environment in there. Um, these two guys found it in the. Mid-60s, they kept it secret for 10 years and then finally um, unveiled it. And the people that owned the land sold the land to the uh, State Department here. And it's been turned into a national park. So if you're ever in uh, southern Arizona, check out Karchner Caverns. It's really neat. All right. That sounds we did like that a... on Sunday. And then I've just been working and uh, playing video games. What about you, sir?
0: Oh, you know, it's nothing like uh, Indiana March weather time we have a saying here in the state where when it's state basketball time there's always bad weather and uh-huh. so i mean it it's like without fail i mean i'm pretty sure the farmer the farmer's almanac was revolved around this uh this this uh, legend of weather it, it it's wild so we get you know snow usually during the state basketball tournament time and then uh it's 60 degrees the next day it's it's just amazing it, it it's it's just wild of weather and it messes with my sinuses and all that stuff. So hopefully I will fight that off. My wife and my kid is starting to get a little stuffy. So soon yeah. my house will be pretty gnarly. I feel, but yeah, nice. I mean, yeah, I get spring break coming up in a couple of days, so I get a week and oh. some change off. I'm going to try to catch uh, John wick chapter four.
1: Yeah. On my so
0: yeah, nice. That's what I'm hoping to do, but Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it, man. I mean, we, I think we've been keeping with some of our staple games, you know, here and there, but I, I've progressed a little further with in Wolong, Fallen Dynasty. And I gotta tell you, I probably only really care to play this game if I have a co op buddy with it because the NPC allies are garbage, absolute garbage. I mean, they dis- I hate
1: games like that.
0: <laughs> they distract. They distract for a little bit, but they really do not provide you any kind of reprieve or uh, ability to, you know, tank a bit so you can go and do a bunch of damage. They just go down. I mean, they they're flimsy as a house of cards. So it, it just kind of sucks because Warlock and I have been playing together, and every boss I've played with Warlock. Or I mean, maybe Warlock is just top tier at this game. Maybe that's it. But probably. But he's, he talks about how, like, oh, this boss, it took me, like, you know, a bunch of tries to beat, and then we wiped the boss on the first try. So, you know, it just shows you, and I've seen a lot of people complain, like, playing it solo, they've had a lot of challenges with it. So that that's kind of a bummer, but I've I've enjoyed the game. The bosses are cool. The, the, the mechanics are great. Just the NPC ally sucks. Absolutely sucks. So, and then I jumped into some... Uh, uh, which we call it? Valheim the other night since it's now on Game Pass for Xbox, and uh, it's worth a try just for about a little bit. But I don't plan on going back to it. Uh, I, it's,
1: yeah, my brother loves that game. He played the shit out of it on PC. Um, <laughs> he thinks it's the bee's knees. Uh, I dabbled with it, but I don't think it's for me. Um, yeah,
0: I mean it. It's worth a try. I mean it's that. That's about it. I mean it. If you like crafting, you like survival stuff, then it's a probably be a fun game, and you'll get two, your joy. Two strikes, out of it. Yeah. two strikes right there. <laughs> well, and the survival doesn't seem terrible. Like you don't have to like eat and drink and you know do a bunch Dude, of. things. Dude, I gotta
1: do that every day. Yeah, in the true. real world.
0: True. Yeah, but I mean, like you eat to boost your stats, but you don't have to like eat to to survive. If you don't eat, your character dies. kind of thing, which is nice, but it's just. I just don't want to go through and deal with all that. I built myself a little hut. I had, had a little fire, learned how to cook on it, and then I was done with the game. So and that's it. And then I've been playing some season three of Halo Infinite because I've been having fun with it and I enjoy that game. So that's it for me. You
1: there's uh, one more game
0: we'll talk about, but that'll become a game. Yeah, the we'll of the get show. into that. Yeah.
1: Sure, sure. Uh I finished the Modern Warfare two Warzone. <laughs> Season two battle pass, but I'm still having fun playing that game with friends and testing out different loadouts and just playing around with stuff. Um, messing around with all the modes. Really, Um the only other game I've been playing other than the one we're going to talk about this past week is I've been trying to finish the Resident Evil Eight DLC Roses story. It's really good, but it's fucking creepy, dude. It's just the section I was playing, and I was literally like, "Why do I play this game?" I freaked out but I finished that part and now I'm moving on to the next part (laughs) seriously I was like "Ah." like I like Resident Evil when it's about like a little bit of jump scares and zombies but this DLC has a lot of like kind of weird creepy exorcist type like um, theatrical horror with dolls and possessed shit and weird stuff and I'm like man this is a really weird nope uh, but now, but now I gotta finish it because it's linked to the main story in such a way that I have to. I, w- I want to see what happens at the end because I enjoyed the main story of Resident Evil Eight so much. So, uh, but it's creepy. I don't recommend it if you uh, if you don't like dolls and toys chasing you and weird shit like that. It's it's pretty weird. Yeah, but it's good. Um, that, I mean, that bass. game's graphically fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, did I dabble in anything else really? No. Um. You know, I've still been goofing around in some other games, but we don't even need to talk about that. Let's get on to the news.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to just jump into this first story Uh, earlier, or I guess late last week. We, You know, it was reported uh, by TMZ first, but that uh, a fantastic, amazing human being and actor, Lance Reddick, passed away at the age of 60.
1: Super sad news, man. Like, what the hell?
0: So, this first story, you know, related to the. He's obviously dabbled in a lot of things and he's done a lot of voice acting, but one of his most iconic roles in video games, especially, has been Commander Zavala from Destiny. And he played that role perfectly. I mean, his voice just fit it. I mean, he had the gravitas, he had everything for that role. And it was really sad to hear of his passing and it seemed to be very sudden kind of thing. So, um, I still like, not that I, I'm searching for, but I haven't seen really anything other than just died of natural causes. Uh, which, yeah, they
1: haven't, I don't think they've revealed it yet, yeah,
0: which, you know, it's none of our business at the end of the day, but it's still just, it's a real bummer because he's had a lot of great, you know, iconic roles and movies as well and you know i mentioned earlier john wick four mm-hmm. you know, he plays the concierge and the john wick movies and i you know he's played those roles perfectly but and i'll let you share your some of your favorite spots of lance reddick but one of my earliest I don't know, like early, like for some reason I don't recall him in anything prior to this, even though I saw shows with him in it. My brain just like had a black hole with it. But Mm -hmm. one of my favorite and earliest memories of him, of a role he's had was in Fringe, uh, the TV show on Fox, the sci-fi thing uh, with Anna Torv and uh, what's that dude from Dawson's Creek? Oh, fuck. I can't remember his name. But anyways, like I just remember him in that and then and then all of a sudden I remember everything else he's been in prior to and since that but that was like the first thing I could I just distinctly remember him being uh in and again just a fantastic actor and from all the reports it seems like he's been he was always just a really good dude so it just sucks that we lost another good one so what's i guess a memory that you have of or role I mean or I thing? think
1: that- The role that really um, impressed me the most was his role in John Wick. I mean, um, I'm looking at his IMDb and a lot of his older stuff, it's a lot of TV and it's a lot of TV stuff that I didn't watch. Um, So, I mean, John Wick would be probably my favorite role. And then I also loved, I mean, I thought he was great in Destiny. He played, you know, such a cool character um, that's going to be hard for them to replace. I mean, same with John Wick. If they're making, supposedly we're getting a fifth John Wick movie. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, how they, uh, handle that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bummer.
1: Um, but he's done a lot of voiceovers. He was a voice in, in the Castlevania animated series, which I really liked. You know, he had some small parts and some other stuff. So, um. Yeah, and he's done a lot of video game voiceovers. He was in that recent Resident Evil series on yes. Netflix, which I watched a couple episodes and I was like, Yeah, no, this this <laughs> is not very good. <laughs> um So yeah.
0: One thing I was just thinking of though, like, you know, I think this is a obvious thing. It's just a matter of what it may be, but I'm curious how Bungie will immortalize him in Destiny going forward you know, like Robin Williams has a statue that, uh, plays jokes or some, it does something. I can't remember what it is in world of Warcraft. Uh, you know, there's other references out there, I'm sure, but I, I'm sure Bungie will do the right thing and find the right way to immortalize him in the destiny world. So I look forward to, to seeing how that comes out because I mean, he was a big part of destiny as it's, as a, voice of a Huge, major character, yeah. but he also apparently loved the game and he played it and he played with the fans. He was
1: playing it the day yeah. before he passed away, according yeah. to the reporter. I was like, oh wow. So
0: yeah. Alrighty. Well I you know, just keep that family thoughts, prayers. You know, he just an awesome, awesome actor and it, it will be unfortunate not to be able to see him again. Uh or at least you know what I mean. All mm-hmm. right. Moving on to some, I guess, brighter news at this point. You remember when a couple years ago, five years ago, actually, when a little sailing game came out on Xbox where you could get together with some friends and shoot cannons and have a good old laugh every now and then?
1: It had an amazing premise, but nothing to do, really. It didn't (laughs) have a lot of structure. I mean, I enjoyed... Goofing around and it was funny to make your guy drunk and they throw up everywhere and but yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot to do in the game. I, I loved the idea of the game when it came out. It just in execution at the at launch there wasn't much to do other than just experience like, yeah. the high seas.
0: Well, we're talking about Sea of Thieves and Rare's pirate adventure game, and it has been five years since it's launched. And I guess in a recent, or in their blog or whatever on Xbox Wire, they talked a lot about the past and then the future. And they talked something about like the game lasting a full 10 years. And I thought that was pretty awesome that from where they started to where they're now and possibly some things that they can do as time goes on. I've played the Pirates, most of the Pirates' Tale, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean storyline I would like to go back and finish that sometime and I had a blast with it and I, I really do think it's a fantastic game it just you know I just couldn't keep up with it and at this point like I will I just don't have any desire to go back to it because of all the other things I like to play but it's not because the game is bad i think it's been done very well and the people who are obviously playing it are enjoying it and then i've heard only great things about how they're delivering content with it at this point so mm-hmm. uh, it looks like they have a lot yeah, of this is, plans going this forward. is
1: another one of those instances where i feel like you know they had to meet a certain deadline or maybe they were excited to release the game but the original state the game was released in wasn't the greatest, and after I fiddled around there for a little, I was like, "eh." Like I had my fun, and I was like, "I'm probably not gonna go back to that." And then I just uninstalled it. So the odds of me playing it even now are probably zilch because that's the kind of first impression that I got.
0: Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. I had fun with the hijinks, and then after the hijinks kind of wore down a little bit, it was. But now it's just fantastic. From like mean I haven't really heard anybody speak poorly of it. I've sure. talked with uh friends like coworkers whose kids they love playing, you know, Sea of Thieves. Yeah so there's a guy I just, at my
1: gym that he's raving about it and I was like, that's cool, man. Was, but he only got into it like a year ago. I was like, oh well. Yeah. And maybe that's <laughs> probably the that of key. stuff to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, either way, I think it's awesome. I think it's a testament to rare. They obviously do a very good job with their games and It gives me hope for, you know, their next big game, ever wild if that actually ever sees the light of day. Um, There's a joke with its name about maybe how it may never come out. I don't know. But I do hope that this game, you know, Sea of Thieves continues its success. So that way we can continue to see Rare do all sorts of cool and fun projects. So because Rare is a fantastic studio. They have done many, many IPs that have been very beloved. All right. This next story, we know that, you know, it's just a matter of time before Skynet comes and just dominates oh my God, the world. This is
1: so freaky, man.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you have you toyed around with any of the open no, AI stuff. I refuse. <laughs> so I I jokingly asked uh, chat GPT to write a letter to Ubo uh, telling them how amazing yeah, game passes and it was fantastic even mentioned the dollar it was it was a wonderful thing but you know all this ai stuff is getting kind of wild and crazy i mean obviously people are beginning to preach doom and gloom it's going to take all our jobs it's you know it's going to you know cause a lot of issues with creativity and plagiarism and blah 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 right well, anyways, a guy named uh, Pietro Chirano, I found this article on ign.com, and he, apparently, uh, this Pietro Chirano guy tweeted out that he got GPT 4 to create Pong, a playable version of Pong, and he got to do it in one prompt, whereas he couldn't get it to do with GPT 3.5. And then since then, he's been able to get asteroids and break out also to work. Oh, God. That's not good. This got me thinking. I feel like once a year, I come on the show with a news story just for you, Hop. I I probably would gloss over this news story if it wasn't because you are my co-host. But once a year, I find a news story about somebody who has found a way to put Doom somewhere. And... We have a very small reach But if somebody could figure out to get chat uh, You know the chat GPT To create a playable version of Doom It would make my day It would make my day That you did that And I would love to see that And I don't have the expertise To be able to pull that off But if somebody could (laughs) It would be pretty awesome Because then now we could say AI built Doom I'm sure the creators of Doom would not Enjoy that, but you can play Doom on a fridge. You can play Doom on a pregnancy test. I know it's
1: insane. They have
0: yeah, (laughs) nuts. Yeah. Alrighty, this other story came because me and you are you know you're a bigger fan of this uh, series than I am, but I am I do enjoy the series as well. But Castlevania uh, got some love over the week, uh, the last couple weeks with the return to Castlevania.
1: Uh, DLC yeah, for Dead, Dead Cells. Cells expansion. Yeah, which, yeah which, which I still haven't finished because it's fucking hard.
0: Yes, <laughs> uh, which I've played through. I guess I left that off my playlist, but I played through. It is challenging, but it it and it's beautifully done. And you can definitely see the vibes from you know. The, oh, you can
1: tell those guys love uh, Castlevania. Oh my god, they recreated the bad guys, you know, the enemies so well and the animations and yeah the design of those areas that are Castlevania and the cool nod to the save area from Symphony of the Night that gives you a checkpoint. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. So, yeah. So yeah.
0: they, uh, there was an interview with, uh, I'm going to butcher the name of this guy. He is a big wig at uh, Konami. Um, Satumo, Tanaguchi. Uh, he is a... You know... I don't know. He he works with Konami. But he had an interview with IGN. Uh, Cat Bailey from IGN. And he talked about a lot of the reason... Things relating back to Dead Cells working... The creators of Dead Cells working with uh, that franchise. And talked about how there's a lot of positive talk. And he doesn't really say anything about necessarily... <laughs> you know, a actual return to the Castlevania world, but says that there's a lot of positive things going on with it. So hopefully this positive buzz will get us to come back to Castlevania in some form or fashion, which got me thinking if hop, if you had to pick like give your 32nd pitch on a Castlevania game, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: What, what I would what yeah. I would want. What in the would Castlevania you want? Game,
0: or what would you want in, in the next Castlevania
1: game? Hmm, that's tough because I like. So I like two distinct kinds of Castlevania. I love the classic eight and sixteen bit level laid out, boss battle, challenging. Castlevania games with cool levels and cool set pieces. I love those. But I also really like the Metroidvania Castlevania games. I think if they went back and did something... So back on the NES, the very first sequel to the original Castlevania, well, not the very first, but the first one that we experienced as Westerners, we got Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. Which was almost the precursor of the you know metroidvania genre but it wasn't quite yet but it was almost more of an open world castlevania game side-scrolling it wasn't quite open world there were different areas you went back and forth a lot i would love to see them try something like that again not quite a metroidvania but not a straight linear game Uh, that would be really fun i would like it ideally to be 2D with beautiful animation, like what, what you see in Dead Cells, fantastic. Um, if they went 3D, as long as it was like 2.5D, I think that could work. I'm not sure a full 3D Castlevania game could work. There were parts of High Five Rush that I thought, all right, like when you're doing the, the jumping tether swing thing, I thought, man, maybe that'll work. Um, <laughs> but um yeah. I would like to see that. I would like to see some cool boss battles, a cool story, you know, maybe do a different, don't do a reboot. Well, maybe, I mean, they might have to at this point, you know, do a yeah. full reboot, but I'd rather if they did, not if they could figure out a way to tell a new story in that world. Um. But yeah, it just needs to be a good game. Don't rush it. Don't, don't, don't put NFTs in it. Don't do any Square soft shit. Don't, uh, you know, don't design it for VR. It, just, it needs to be a good game first. Like, a solid, good game. And it needs to have the Castlevania kind of gothic spirit and cool boss fights. Whether it's the Metroidvania style or the classic style, they both have cool boss battles. Um, and great music and fantastic art. So... That's what I'm looking for in a new Castlevania game.
0: All right. Your 30 seconds are now up.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that was way more than 30 (laughs) seconds.
0: (laughs) Um, No, I will say that I was of two minds. I would either want a Metroidvania-style Castlevania game, uh, or I would like them to continue or reboot or do something with the Lords of Shadows. Um Part.
1: I really like the first one and I really liked the the DS, the side scrolling one that they made a uh, version for three sixty. I have the second one and never played it. Um I don't know, like I've heard very mixed reviews on the second game. Like it starts good and then just gets terrible. It's okay. Uh, I mean it's I got it. I got it super cheap. Maybe one day I'll boot it up and and play it but i really liked the first one i liked what they did with that story i thought that was a great springboard for a reboot and that game worked in 3d i mean it was it was obviously very inspired by god of war but it worked it, it yeah. did all right um i felt like it I'd was in 2d but uh,
0: you know yeah. I get what you're saying and and I really enjoyed Lord of Shadows. It, it to me had like that Shadow of Colossus vibe in a lot of ways. Yeah,
1: too, yeah, the boss fights where you yeah. climb up them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Which was cool. It was fun. It was it was a well-made, it was a well-crafted game.
0: Yeah. Um but I enjoyed the environment of it and I enjoyed the the 3D action piece of it. it. It was very it was smooth to me at the time. Like I don't know about today. It probably didn't age well, but
1: Right, well, you can play it on Series X, upscanned to 4K. That's true.
0: Uh, I don't know about the <laughs> controls, though. That that's always the tricky thing with those games from that era.
1: But uh, uh, I mean, when I last played it a few years back, it wasn't. It, it didn't feel too bad to me. And okay. uh, You know me; I'm pretty picky with controls.
0: Fair enough. But, anyways, like I said, if I had to go somewhere, I would be okay with they dove back into the Lord of Shadows. Maybe, you know, maybe reboot it. In their own way or whatever but i would go with that so anyways castlevania it's definitely a beloved franchise for many reasons and i hope that they bring it back but obviously with the caveat which is easy to say but hard to do is like you said they got to do it right so all right last story i got for you is uh, a couple weeks back, or a couple months ago, I guess. I uh, remember that state of play that PlayStation had, where they showed mm-hmm. off uh, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, didn't seem to come out with a lot of good reception from people. Yeah,
1: delay. I'd yeah. rather be delayed and release working, more features better than, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, the being interesting a hot mess thing, on the interesting thing though, is they're delaying it significantly. Uh, I don't, I don't remember if they really said what the delay is, but I know Jason Schreier kind of talked about it, but it it's a pretty significant delay. But the one thing I find interesting is the studio heads from Rocksteady, the two guys that started the studio have left or are leaving here soon. And oh boy so yeah that'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out so i hope nothing but the best i want them to produce a solid game and, and ship it in a good way but uh yeah there's that um oh and i there's two other stories in my notes that i i skipped over i apologize uh the last story i have here Uh, before just touching base on a release date, is PlayStation is finally getting Discord voice. It is available now, I believe, which I think is absolutely amazing because that means that now me and you, who play on Xbox primarily, can play those cross-play games with our friends on PlayStation and on uh, PC PC. and use Discord voice. For the games
1: games that don't have a decent voice option, I feel like the... um... Modern Warfare, Warzone two, in game chat works pretty well. I've been playing that with Audible, and I've been playing it with some other friends on PC and crossplay, and it's been that one works fine. But there are games that probably Discord would be a better option. Yeah.
0: But either way, it's fantastic that we can now yeah. easily do that with crossplay being so common. Um, and then finally, the Starfield release date saga has finally ended. We now know that Starfield will come out September 6th, 2023, with a direct on June 11th, which is right after the... the day after the Xbox showcase or whatever you want to call it. Um, So we're going to get a ton of information in June about Starfield, and then we'll finally be able to get our hands on it on Game Pass on September 6th. I look forward to it. However... Ooh. I am nervous that the size of the game will cause me to fade out pretty quickly on it if if I get a little bored yeah,
1: so there's that um yeah yeah, we'll see plus I mean it's a Bethesda game, so odds of it running beautifully without bugs the first three months are slim to none, so <laughs> we'll see what happens,
0: yeah, so either way I I hoping that all this time that they've added polish to it, it, it won't be, you know, outside of some quirky bugs that, you know, that couldn't have been prevented. Um, I'm hope I'm, I'm optimistic for this Bethesda launch more so than I have in the past. So anyways, hop, you know, what, what, what's uh, what the, there we go. You know, what website we represent, you know, what the name of that.com is
1: the astronaut groundhogs
0: completely wrong we are the adultgamer.com and we have the tagcast that we put out here on the airwaves for you to listen to but we also have a discord server so please come and talk to us there hang out with us we have you know a couple hundred several hundred people in the server lots of us chat about games chat about different things and we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions also, we have some uh, events that we do every so often, and on the first Thursday of the month, we get several of us together, and we jump into some Halo. We shoot some other Spartans, and we have a good time laughing, some custom games here and there, and, and it's always a blast. So come join us on those if you're interested in Halo. But if you like the punch and kicking kind of thing, or using weapons on your best friend, hop, tell us about Friday Night's.
1: Friday night is Fight Club at TAG. Come hit up our fighting game channel. Join the role at Fight Club in our roles room. Uh, we do fighting games on Friday nights, usually starting about...
0: Uh,
1: <clears throat> I usually don't get on until about 10 Eastern, but usually someone has a room up between 8 and 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we've been playing a lot of King of Fighters, but we're also down to play MK11, Killer Instinct... Injustice, soon Street Fighter 6 is going to come out. I'm sure that's going to dominate uh, Fight Club oh, Guilty Gear drives on Game Pass right now. We've been goofing around with that, even though the lobby system is not the best. Uh, it's still a good game. So yeah. Uh, this Friday, we'll see what happens. I've got Resident Evil 4 remake and Diablo 4 beta to play this weekend, so we'll see if I get in any fighting games this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... Quite busy of a weekend. Um, you've mentioned a little beta here, uh, Diablo 4. Oh, oops, from-
1: did I say it out loud?
0: You did. Let's talk about that. Last weekend, we uh, got a chance to dive into Sanctuary to kind of get a feel of what's going on.
1: You called it Stanctuary. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Uh, it sounded like Stanctuary. I was like, damn, fam. But you know what, brutal. though?
0: I mean, if you were living in that place, it did look like it probably it had some foul probably smell. smells. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> probably an odor just buzzing around there. Anyways, Sanctuary. Uh, we got a chance to run around Sanctuary with uh, one of three classes a sorcerer, a barbarian, or a rogue. And, uh, we got to do that and have a little fun with it. So first hop, I'm just going to ask you, did you go with barbarian?
1: Well, yeah, because I couldn't pick druid or necromancer.
0: Well, yeah, but you know, I figured you would roll barbarian at some point in time. Cause that's, you know, you look like a barbarian kind of guy. Like you gotta have, well, I mean, dual
1: axes. It, it's and- one of my favorite classes always has been. Well, since Diablo two, they didn't have a barbarian in Diablo one, but yeah, yes
0: um all right i ran with rogue uh because i figured that would be the class i would least likely to play and i will tell you that i'm i may stick with the rogue when it comes out we'll see because i actually was starting to have some fun with that as i figured it out a little bit because
1: i Dude, what it do was whoop an ass with the rogue when i played with uh him and warlock and audible
0: yeah i i was enjoying it um I will go ahead and start with this statement because I kept trying to play Diablo 4 as if I was playing Diablo 3, where it wasn't too difficult to just wreck shit, right? You just kind of got it going and you got, you kind of figured out what skills you wanted to go and boom, you could take on anything and everything. I mean, you could set the higher difficulties, the higher torment levels and make it a little harder, but Early on in the game, and especially running through the story, you kind of got to the point where you're just an overpowered badass that could take on anything. Whereas I learned really quickly in Diablo 4, you can't really do that. Like, you have to be a little bit more methodical in your gameplay. You can't just run into a dungeon and just expect that everything's going to immediately die. Uh, Especially as you progress through the dungeon and you get to the end with a boss which I thought was one of the coolest new things that every dungeon has a pretty massive boss. Um, I'm sure those will get recycled. I feel like that will be a thing, but it was still pretty cool to see that. But I really felt like you had to be a little bit more thoughtful with how you approach situations and how you spent your uh, attack powers or timing of your attacks because you couldn't just roll over things pretty quickly. Did you feel the same way? Did you feel like there was a little bit more strategy involved Mm -hmm. with your gameplay?
1: Yeah. uh, Certain things, I liked that for the better, certain things I felt like it um, was a little clunky. But I did like that the bosses actually had boss patterns and it wasn't just run up and mash a button to yes. fight them like most most of them in in uh, Diablo 3 were yeah i did like that now i will say though the one thing and and i i thought i was crazy and then i started reading online and it seemed like everybody had the same issue if you were playing the barbarian he was really good at mobbing like mobs were no problem but if you're playing solo some of the bosses were outright impossible because of their patterning and the way they move and the Barbarians melee doesn't recharge as fast. His fury doesn't recharge like it did in three. And you're kinda left high and dry a lot. And fighting the bosses solo was a pain in the fucking ass. Most of the bosses I beat with help. Yeah. But <laughs> um hopefully they rework him a little bit. I'm not saying he I'm not saying he needs like a giant buff, but there definitely needs to be something changed with his Fury generation or melee scaling during the boss battles because it was it was kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I uh, felt that with my rogue, fighting bosses as a melee thing was very challenging. So I had to switch with all the pretty much every boss I fight, I had to switch into more of a ranged battle
1: with them. I guess the I guess the caster, the sorcerer, pretty much was boss melting. Yeah. From what I understand, everybody was like the sorcerer just is a boss. Military, I was like, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't really fight any boss up close. Every boss I tried to fight up close, no, I would, I would right. die.
1: That's dude, I was dying nonstop. I was like, Argh. and I'm I, have uh, been playing Diablo since the first one. I went right to veteran right away. I I didn't even try normal. I was like, that's ah, gonna be too easy. I went right to veteran. Oh, I was like, I, oh, this is actually pretty hard.
0: <laughs> I I started on normal because I didn't want to. Deal with any of that because I was like, I'll play, I'll play probably the game on veteran. And but then I jumped into Audible's world, and then when I left, it kept me on veteran. And I was like, man, this game got harder all of a sudden. <laughs> and I realized I was like, all right, I'll just deal with it. I'll I'll figure it out. But yeah, the yeah the bosses right now, it it does seem like there's some balancing that needs to happen, especially if you're meleeing your way through it. Uh, it doesn't seem very successful at this point and i mean i had the only thing i could do with melees is i could like do one swipe and then i had to dash away not evade because the evade cooldown was way too long and i had to use it for save it for whenever i absolutely needed it
1: but yeah i was really missing the uh console dodge option that was in the console ports of of diablo 3 yeah I am really missing that a lot because the evade dash on the barbarian slow cooldown.
0: Uh, it was like what five seconds right now? Yeah, yeah.
1: we're way too slow during a yeah. boss battle. Oh,
0: way too slow. So, all right. So, you know, you're barbarian, you're rogue. Uh, we're both I feel like we're both looking forward to trying out the necromancer and the druid next weekend. Um one of the things I want to ask you is. How did you feel about the
1: co-op experience? Mm, So it worked okay. It was a little clunky. I think partially because on, at least on Xbox, like it didn't show that your friends were playing the game. So Xbox invites didn't work. Like I had to join the clan so I could see you guys to see who was playing to then ask if I could join or get an invite. It was kind of annoying. Um, I know that'll be different in the full game. I, I'm not totally into the MMO light Destiny style thing where there's multiple other random players in your world. I I'm not how I don't know how I feel about that going forward. Um, I mean, I'm gonna have to just deal with it. But I kind of like that Diablo was always kind of a closed looped game where you know you could go online if you want to and play with your friends, or you could just stay offline, right? Yeah. Um, sort of like, and it's just, it's been the same with the Borderlands series. and I'm kind of wondering, is Borderlands going to do the same thing with number four? Are they going to go to this mmo light kind of a thing? Because that's the cool thing to do and have live service and all this stuff. And, you know, we had a big discussion on live service. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, it works for certain, I think for competitive shooters, it works really well. It keeps the... Uh, fan base together because they all have all the maps and it's mostly all cosmetic it'll be interesting to see how they do with um, these type of games but i'm not totally sold on the mmo light aspect of it the world boss thing's kind of neat i guess that's the one kind of part that um makes it kind of cool but other than that i if i had my choice of of going back to having it be like classic Diablo one, two and three with just your friends joining you in your world online. I would take that in a heartbeat. Now, did you
0: try the world boss?
1: No. Cause one night I was up and, uh, what was with warlock and, uh, what it do in audible and the world boss, like timer went up and it was going to come up in like half an hour, dude. And I was already like, that was Saturday night after I had done that three hour jujitsu seminar. I was like, there's no fucking way I can stay up another 30 minutes. I was yeah. like, I be like, if I make five, I was like, I'll see you guys later. Uh, I'm sure they went and did it, but I was just like, I was way too tired to check it out.
0: Yeah. I haven't, I was not available for any of the world boss spawns. Uh, you must've got on with that group after I got off with them.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I didn't get a chance to do that. But going back to your MMO light conversation piece, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Like having that just, I don't want to say generic, but that general, you know, here's a single player game that I could play with my friends, but I don't have to deal with anybody else, you know, running around my world. Yeah, and And I get what you're saying, but I will say one of the cool things about it, about this that I really did enjoy was, uh, I don't know if, like, it's not really stealing uh, somebody's else, somebody else's thunder, but it was kind of fun going into those world events, you know, the red circles that are on the map. Yeah. And somebody has started it, and then you get in there and you just, like, stab the boss, the main stab one of the enemy one time, and then all of a sudden the, the event is over and you get a nice treasure chest out of it, right? They did all the work. You just get something at the very end. Um I kind of had a couple chuckles because I stumbled into some of those, uh, probably two or three of those where I walked in. and was like, let's see what this one's going to be. And all of a sudden it was over and here's a treasure chest just for me. And I didn't have to nice. do anything. Uh, got some legendaries out of it that way. So yeah, I think that I get, I get everything you're saying. I, I, I do appreciate Diablo. I remember Diablo two, Especially having like land parties with friends and, you know, all of us bringing our computers over and we're jamming out to running through, you know, Tristam and all the other places just dominating as as a group had a lot of fun with that. And, you know, it does kind of steal some of that magic away, seeing some, you know, random Starboy 1943 running through my screen what I'm just trying to kill some monsters, I'm like, what are you doing here, buddy? Go away. Stop, stop ganking my kills, right? So I, I completely understand your point with that. But one of the cool things I found with the co-op was like Audible invited me to his game and I was in the middle of a dungeon and I accepted his invite and it didn't take me out of the dungeon. I stayed in my dungeon. I kept working through it. And it got to a point where I got to a boss in that dungeon. And obviously the world had scaled to have audible what it do and warlock with us. So it was a four player co-op session at that point. And I couldn't do the boss. Like I was barely damaging the boss. And I was like, all right, guys, since you guys have all joined this, can you please come to me and help me kill this boss? And they were able to quickly transport themselves to me. And they came in and we destroyed the boss immediately. But it was the coolest part of that whole thing, though, for me was the world did not like it didn't suck me out of what I was doing in that moment to join Audible's game. It just linked us up together and we got to play together and I didn't have to completely stop what I was doing in that moment. And I and I found that to be very fantastic and gratifying. So props to blizzard for being able to figure that out obviously their server side has to be massive and to allow something like that to happen but Mm -hmm. it was just it was a really cool experience because i can't tell you how many times how many games we've played where it's like all right i gotta get to this point and stop before i can join you and you don't have to do that in diablo at least right now it seems like right all right one final question for you sir regarding this we get another weekend coming up how much time do you think you're really going to put into this weekend into diablo knowing that none of this is going to carry over into the full release yeah
1: i mean all i all i really want to do and i'll probably if a group is playing that i can get in with i just really want to get that barbarian to 20 to unlock the uh The cosmetic dog backpack thing. Okay. Other than that other than that, honestly, I'm probably gonna spend a lot of my weekend playing the Resident Evil Four remake because damn it, I've been waiting for that game for a long time. There we go. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm of the mind just to maybe, I might try out the Druid a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm really, really, I probably would rather just watch videos afterwards and see what he does. Like, what you guys tell me, because, yeah, I'm torn between him or the Necromancer, depending on what the gameplay looks like. I really love the Necromancer in 2 and 3. We'll see how I feel about him in 4. But the Druid. Druid also was a cool character in number two that I didn't play much of, and it'll be cool to see what he can do in um, three. Or, I mean, in four. Yeah. Because he was not in three.
0: Well, they had the witch doctor, who is my favorite character in three. But- yeah, that was
1: an interesting build, right? It yeah. was a total uh, pet build. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so I'm looking forward to trying the Druid, and the Necromancer will always stay high on my list, but um, the Rogue has grown on me uh, through this thing. Oh, uh, the we didn't even talk about the skill trees. Uh the, that was kind of a big change. I wasn't expecting oh, it to be they were a
1: lot more like two, but like two mixed with Path of Exile. Yes. I mean, um oh the one the one thing that I that I hope they change, and I know this won't change probably by launch, but maybe in its second or third year, the UI design in general is pretty crapjacular. I was not impressed with the UI. It looks like it's way from it Diablo two. <laughs> yeah, right. And I get that. That's the that's the audience that they're really um. You know, courting for this game because you know they alienated a lot of hardcore Diablo two players with Diablo three. But as somebody who I had played Diablo two on the PC back in the late nineties, early two thousands, and then when I went back to console gaming, just stopped playing it. Yeah. And then three came out and. 2012, 2013 for the 360, the Port of Diablo 3, and I fell in love with that game. I thought I loved everything about it. I was like, "Oh, this is so cool! Look at this cool story. I like these new characters, I like these new powers. Like I didn't have to deal with the auction house on console because they'd already gotten rid of that by that point, which was the controversy with three when it launched, you know. And then they re-released Diablo 3 on back. Xbox they re-released Diablo 3 on on Xbox One and PS4 and brought it up to full parity with the PC version, including adding the seasons in its, like, second or third year. And, I mean, I played a crap ton of Diablo 3 on on uh, Xbox One, One X, and, and even recently on my Series X. And one of the things that I really have missed was that that UI in that game was slick for a console action RPG. Like switch the weapon wheel like how everything is just on the wheel of the analog sticks was great and so when i booted this up and i was like oh it's the diablo 2 ui like like the diablo 2 remaster or like the pc diablo 2 with the clunky switching like you feel like you should be using a mouse but you don't have a mouse yeah i hope they tweaked that a little bit at least for the console ports
0: yeah i i really enjoyed in diablo 3 the simplicity even though there was still variation to what you could do with your skills in Diablo three, and it was more about you know a set group of skills with a um, and your gear right to kind of make your character powerful. Whereas this game, it's going to require some more tinkering because this there are so much there are so many more skills per character. As well as passives, whereas before you had your skills with certain passives, and you can only have what, like three or four. I I could be wrong. Passives. Three passives. Three passives.
1: In, yeah, about three.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it's definitely has increased in a lot of ways. So, I I look forward to seeing what they can do. The respecking thing. I ran into one kind of respecking issue that kind of annoyed me where I the very first skill point I spent was on a, a skill that was fun in the beginning but I decided I didn't like it as I got higher level and you can refund like one point at a time which I thought was really cool so like if you spend a point randomly that you didn't you like oh I don't really want that anymore you can get that one point back even if you spent it 10-15 points ago But the very first point I spent, it won't let me take it back unless I respect my whole character. And I was like, I really don't want to go through that right now. I don't want to have to take pictures of everything I have and like, so I can make sure I spend the things again in the right space. I didn't
1: even mess with that yet, but I was, yeah, I was kind of like, this is an interesting change. (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about this yet.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of cool because like, later on if you know like oh I really don't want this skill anymore you might be able to respect a couple points out of it to put it somewhere else if you wanted to rather than having to go full like I'm going to start from scratch and rebuild this character but I still want to keep these other things in place but I have so it's kind of nice I know Warlock said he had done that a couple times he respected completely to get something the way he wanted to excuse me so yeah Either way, final impressions on the beta. I don't plan on beating any more missions in the beta at this point because I don't really want to have to repeat it I again. I skipped
1: all of the – yeah, I skipped all the story, like cinema scenes. I just skipped them all because I was – like I'm going to watch these all when I play the game. I yeah. was like I just want to like I, – I was basically just tinkering with my character really –
0: So, Final Impressions, Uh, are you on board for Diablo 4 from Blizzard Entertainment? um,
1: Yeah, I I already pre-ordered it. This is the thing, like, Diablo I mean, you 3 can cancel sort of launch order. I could. But Diablo <laughs> 3, when it first launched on PC, was met with controversy, and they quickly came in and tweaked it and whatnot. I mean, they didn't change the entire core game, but they did change a lot. And over the years, they tweaked it quite a bit with new gear sets and the way some of the characters' abilities worked. And they they had to nerf the Barbarian a little bit. He was way overpowered when that game first uh, came out. Um, so I feel like... This game's only going to get better. I have my beefs with the beta right now, mostly with the UI being crap, and I have me feeling like the Barbarian is woefully under... And I wouldn't say underpowered. He does good damage, but his resource uh, ability is terrible when you're fighting bosses. It's fine when you're fighting mobs. I can wreck mobs with a Whirlwind Barbarian right now. It's great, but fighting bosses was terrible. So um the graphics were amazing the music was fantastic um the skill tree i wish there was a way to condense the way you look at it a little bit more like having to scroll on this giant thing on a console screen i was like you guys could have figured out a better way to uh, do this this is clunky as fuck (laughs) um but other than that it's a solid game i think they did a really good job co-op worked great i'm looking forward to many years of uh playing it with uh, people on tag and, and other friends. So yeah, I'm in. All right. Well, my final thoughts on the beta were this game's going to be
0: golden. I've seen a lot of chatter on Twitter about, uh, can a beta be game of the year? And I laugh at those comments, but I get the vibe that they're putting off. I think this, I think blizzard's onto something here. And, and I think, no matter what, somebody's going to be pissed and there's going to be a there's going to be some loud voices out there that will be yeah. frustrated with it. But don't give those naysayers any attention. Go play it. Make your own decision and let us know about it in our Discord server. So, again, I am Finner 765 He is HoptimusFet. We represent TheAdultGamber.com. And until our next show, we'll catch you on the flippity flip.